Welcome, friends and fiends. This is your host, film critic and comedian, Nate Wyckoff. And I'm here to tell you about an exciting giveaway that Warner Brothers Discovery and Colton Classic Films LLC has put together to build your 4K Ultra HD film collection on digital. We are giving away four codes which contain digital 4K Ultra HD versions of Rebel Without a Cause, Maltese Falcon, and Cool Hand Luke. These are films that you absolutely must know as a film buff. You can get this code by being one of the lucky four people we pull from our newsletter list. So go to coltonclassicfilms.com slash newsletter and give us your email and your name and we'll sign you up for the newsletter and we will enter you in the competition. That's all you got to do. So please go ahead and do that. The contest ends on April 30th and we will send out the winning codes on May 1st. Thank you so much for being a listener. And here's your episode of Colton Classic Films Podcast. Welcome to Colton Classic. <laughs> Welcome, friends and fiends, to another mini-sode of Colton Classic Podcast. I'm your host, Nate Wyckoff, film critic and comedian. And I got to say, uh, I'm a little torn about posting today's mini so but I'm going to do it for you because uh, I think I think everyone deserves to hear uh, what we all think, not just me. Uh, but being as it is my podcast, I am going to share my thoughts on the new 2021 James Wan-directed film, Malignant, which is all the buzz in the mainstream horror world. Uh, we're going to do sort of a five minute, a film in five, our segment where we bring you a movie review in about five minutes. And this is gonna be tough for some of you guys because this is one of those movies where you hear it often, uh, you either love it or hate it. Apparently that's true because I've found no one with a middle ground and I fall on the hate it side of Malignant. I actually think this is truly a terrible film. Now, that's not an trying to insult anyone who enjoyed this movie. We all have movies that are not great films that we love and enjoy, especially here in the cult community. That's kind of our whole vibe, right? Um, but there's a lot about Malignant that I actually found repellent from a film critic standpoint. And, and, and let's just go into it. So if you aren't familiar with the film, uh, there is a big quote unquote reveal. So uh, if you want to watch Malignant, um, if you like James Wan's other work, of course, Saw franchise, Conjuring franchise, Insidious franchise, um, et cetera, then don't listen any farther because there is a spoiler that, that some would argue makes the movie. Um, I'm not sure I would argue that i think it's a terrible movie that is that is not redeemed by this quote-unquote twist uh you can probably tell that i feel that way by the fact that i'm saying quote-unquote twist uh that doesn't mean there's not like a couple of cool ideas in this movie um but overall this is a very derivative film uh it's supposed to be an homage uh it's said to um uh italian gallo films uh or you know uh slasher mysteries essentially uh and to sort of 60s, 70s um, sort of horror slasher monster movies. And I've also heard it's supposed to be an homage to 80s slasher films. I'm going to say it's none of those. This is a very early to mid 2000s, overly flashy, but also kind of choppily made film with some really poor design choices uh, in my point. I, I just, 
it's all around pretty bad as far as as far as I'm concerned. And that's unfortunate because I, I went in with an open mind and wanted to like it. Now, I'm not the biggest James Wan fan I, I, of his work. I actually am a fan of him. He seems like a really cool guy. I like that he does some really great things in the industry, like taking people with him. You know, people, if you work with him, he likes to work with you again. Um, if you get along, he likes to bring you in. In fact, on this film, Ingrid Bisu, who is uh, in uh, the, one of his spinoff films, The Nun, uh, that he produced. Um, she is credited as a story writer on this. Uh, Akella Cooper, who is written uh, for him before, uh, and she's working on the, the sequel of The Nun right now. Um, she wrote the actual script from the story by James Wan and Ingrid Bisu. So he does a lot of great work. I think it's really cool to have this new blood in here. He's a younger director, so there's a lot of places he can go, and I'm all for that. Plus, I actually loved Aquaman with Jason Momoa, which he headed, and I'm very excited to see what he can do with um, non-horror films. Uh, the reason I say that is because I think a lot of his horror films are both derivative and also overly commercial. What do I mean by overly commercial? It doesn't mean that I don't like mainstream films. There are plenty of fantastic films. We've talked about many on this podcast um, that are mainstream, they're, they're commercial successes, and, uh, and we love them, and some we don't, that's fine. Um, but what I mean by overly commercial is there's a lack of originality in a lot of these movies. And also there's a lack of the grit and grime of reality. Um, that doesn't mean all movies have to be real, certainly not, uh, but, Juan's films often seem like they're really trying to be grounded in reality, like say the Conjuring films, but the elements of, uh, of, of fantasticalness, that, uh, the, the magical element that's brought in is too overpowering and it's not worked in into an effective way in material. And that goes from everything from some of the events, actions, uh, and story components to his films to actually the props. The props are so often shiny it's sort of like the warcraft film they look too good to be real and because of that they actually look plastic and cheap um and that's that's a problem for me because i i think if you're going for realism those things are instantly going to be destroyed and that's present here in malignant as well we get um the killer using a, a sharpened trophy turned into a knife to do some of his murders and uh and it just looks too fake and i know it's an homage to previous uh italian film that's i know but it's not it's not enough um so let's look at the plot of this the plot is that uh the lead character who is played by annabelle wallace um she's a very capable actress everyone here i'm sure is a capable actor the reality is though is the script is so poorly written um that i, I mean it's it's probably the worst dialogue i have i have seen in a long time um mainstream or otherwise uh and that's unfortunate because uh as i said akella cooper has actually written some decent dialogue and and other works there's there's no um this isn't necessarily hit i mean she wrote hellfest in 2018 she worked on um uh the avengers assemble animated series so it's it's this isn't a dig on anyone and you can tell i'm being really careful about this because there's a lot of people that are loving this movie um but i do want to outline some particularly cringeworthy moments, okay? The film opens with uh, our, our pregnant lead um, going home from a, what is presumably a long nursing shift, uh, her character's name, Madison, to what turns out to be an abusive boyfriend. And apparently she's had two miscarriages and we get, it's like the third line in, in the movie. Uh, the, 
the abusive boyfriend says something like, how many of my kids do I have to see die in your stomach? I mean, it's not just that it's harsh, it's really bad. Uh, it's really badly done. And it's sort of, I mean, the whole thing is like that. At, at best, it's ridiculous like that. And at worst, it's just trite and forgettable and generically done. Um, we're talking, everything is so by the numbers that we have two cops. One believes that she's not killing people, even though uh, it turns out she's having psychic visions of these people being murdered. And the other one does believe her. One doesn't, we got the good cop, we got the bad cop. Um, spoiler alert, uh, it is kind of her doing the murders. And this is the part that people lose their mind over. Now, I'm gonna preface this reveal by saying that it literally happens in like the last fourth of the movie. Uh, and the reveal is that she had a conjoined twin, not really conjoined twin, they're called parasitic twins. Um, and those are the ones that the, usually they're not alive. They're, they're the remnants of another um, egg or uh, that is, is grown to be dependent on one sibling's body. So say if you share an organ, if you share a brain, right, which is what they say in this one. Um, uh, uh, Madison has a brother named Gabriel who is attached to her back and shares her brain. So they can't save him and her. They cut him out like a cancer. Yes, malignant, we get it. Um, and and uh, yet when her abusive boyfriend bashes her head against a wall, this the remnants of this brother are allowed to take control of her in the middle of the night and do these killings. The big reveal is that she doesn't just get taken control of, he actually is a face that pops out of the back of her skull and then she runs around backwards stabbing people and doing fucking ninja karate moves all over the place. Oh, and by the way, Gabriel can control electricity. Yeah, never explained, it's completely ridiculous. Now, if the film had been ridiculous like this from moment one, which it tries to be, I mean, the actual opening of the movie is in like, the special care center uh, in the past while Madison's a child and we see just shadows of the insect-like Gabriel uh, on her back flailing around. Uh, it, but it isn't, it doesn't, nothing about this movie is well-made and nothing about it makes sense. Um, the idea is interesting. It's sort of been ripped off from many other things. Um, uh, Gabriel doesn't look particularly impressive even when he comes out of the back of her skull they gave him like these unnatural i can't remember if they're green or orange glowing eyes but they're why not just make it look like a partially formed person that's actually more frightening um it's also i mean if people if certain groups about deformed individuals uh lost their mind over the anne hathaway remake of um the witches then i can't imagine that there's not tons of letters flying about this a uh, magical piece of work about conjoined twins, one of which is an evil uh, electricity controlling psycho murderer. The plot that uh, this guy is, is released by getting her head injured um, is, is also problematic because uh, we get flashbacks to where she was a child and he wasn't released and yet he was telling her to do things. And then we also get, um, there's like, it's just so many holes. Uh, and that coupled with the terrible dialogue that causes terrible acting because no one can really sell a realistic scene with terrible lines. Um, and then the last reveal that has the most interesting component of it isn't revealed until the final quarter. And then we get an absurd, like multi uh, victim fight scene in a police station 
with acrobatics uh, from Gabriel, who apparently has absorbed her previously dead fetuses, which doesn't make sense, by the way, and also isn't uh, isn't isn't it's it's said by her sister, a character who's not even a character in this movie. Um, the 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 quote unquote good guys get other good guys killed for no reason. Um, and the ultimate thing is, oh, she controls him the way he controls her. whoop de frickin' do That is not a good movie. Um, if you think that at least technically there's something that may be good, I'm here to tell you there's a ton of problems on that front too. Um, there are issues with the lighting. James Wan likes a lot of multicolored lighting, which is totally fine. Um, of course, it's, it, it does make it feel like a 2000s film, but again, you can do that well. I mean, House of a Thousand Corpses has insane lighting all the time, and it's a, it's a treasure for the eyes. Um, this one, the lighting changes dramatically within the same scene from shot to shot. You will have a character looking at the camera, and then it will cut to next to them while they're in the same position. And the, the, not only the lighting, the color of lighting will have completely changed on their face. It is as though it was filmed, each individual scene was filmed on different days with different DPs. It, it's, it's a real rough movie. I do not understand that the, the appeal. Also, I found it just hard to watch, not because of the gore. A lot of people are saying it's very graphic. It is not very graphic. If you're into horror films, um, if you've ever seen a gore film of any kind, this movie is not very graphic. Um, the best, most graphic imagery is probably when uh, he's, he's coming out of the back of her head, but it's so small, it's just minor. Um, the, and there's several times when I laughed out loud, as did the, those I was watching it with, which I know, if you watch it by yourself, you probably wouldn't laugh. No, I would. It's funny. Um, for example, when they flash back to them, to the doctors trying to excise Gabriel from Madison's body, they chip away his body and sew her back up. And then there's a, his face and they just push it into her brain and close up her skull. Is that how science works? Can we just push things back into our brain and everything's gonna be okay? I, it's a wonder she survived. It, it's it's wild. It really is wild. Um, and unfortunately, not in a good way. I know that the premise sounds interesting, and it could have been, but the script is so poorly done. The acting is so heartless. The directing is bad. People have said that this is like an homage, you know, as I said, an homage to these Italian slasher films and, and mystery films. The only thing that is remotely like those films are the posters. Nothing from the, the style of directing, the action, the dialogue. I mean, a lot of those movies were made with sort of uh, stilted dialogue. Um, many of them were dubbed into English, so that's very possibly why uh, we, we think that. But they did have unique lighting sometimes. It's all about atmosphere, though. And despite all of the funky lighting and the promise of terror in Malignant, there is zero atmosphere absolutely zero. Uh, and then all the weird additions of stupid crap like Gabriel controlling electricity that doesn't come uh, into, per like there's no purpose for it. Uh, in the beginning, he can only speak through radios, um, but that completely goes away at the end in the final scene. He's talking just normally. It just makes no sense. It's totally unsatisfying. This, the directing is really slipshod and the reveal and every single scene, it doesn't feel like an homage. It just feels derivative. Um, so as you can tell, I did not like this movie. I was anger finishing this movie uh, rather than enjoying it. 
but I hope other people uh, who who see it do enjoy it because there's nothing worse than seeing a movie you don't like. Uh, well, there are worse things. Uh, you could have a, a twin growing out of the back of your head that kills people. But that is my take on Malignant. Uh, please leave us your review. Send me your hate mail at coltonclassicpodcast.gmail.com as well as your requests. Uh, do you agree? Blah, blah, blah. Rate us, review us, refer us to your friends uh, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Reviews help people find us as do you. So spread the word. And to play us out as always is the Chud. James Wan, I'm sorry. I still want to be your friend and I'd love to talk to you. Have a great one and join us next Tuesday for a new episode of Colton Classic Podcast. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Colton Classic Podcast. This podcast is important to me, but what's more important are the rights, privileges, and freedom from violence of everyone in this country and in this world. And that means supporting Black Lives Matter. If you'd like to make a donation, please go ahead and visit coltonclassicpodcast.com where we have a list of places you can donate and help out. And please stay safe.